One thing that did pop out moving along, and I got this from News One, an officer with the Clayton County Sheriff's Office has been placed on administrative leave and his investigation is, uh, was underway for what police describe as a video posted on social media involving a deputy using force on a man. Clayton County Sheriff uh, Victor Hero uh, ordered his entire internal affairs unit to come in and begin an investigation according to a press release. spread on social media and this is alleged i want to be fair to the police officers that was there we don't have the video starting in the beginning of it um supposedly he was a passenger he's a lift driver that was in the passenger of a, of a car that was pulled over for a busted taillight the cops asked him for his id he said why i'm a passenger do i need to give you id and that's when they supposedly or allegedly yanked him out of the car and that those actions took place again we don't have uh the beginning of that video so we can't necessarily place full judgment, even though being, being where we're at right now, um, you get triggered easily in these type of situations. Um, I, mean, I guess it's just a little, it's just sad in general. I believe his child was there also. Uh, but again, like I said, we don't have the beginning of that video. And I don't know, sometimes people are, again, I'm not saying this being a black person, that sounds school saying this, but I don't know if sometimes when people are just putting out part of it, so that we can only have a certain narrative to go uh, moving forward. Uh, but it's just still um, shocking. Uh, um, saw it this morning and I didn't really watch it. And um, <clears throat> after watched it, she's like, man, my stomach hurt. And I was, this is when I was going over the show topics that Ryan had sent over and I decided, you know what, let me throw this in, let me watch it first and then let me throw it in there uh, so we can sit there and, you know, some of the people that watch the show, because uh, this, this is Saturday, well, it happened yesterday, but it's kind of a weekend dump. So perhaps they can, they'll see it and uh, we'll find out more stuff that took place. According to news, one, one uh, officer has been placed on administrative leave is all that we know so far. I don't even know the condition of that young man. Uh, it seemed like he uh, fainted or whatever at one point because he, he, wasn't, he wasn't really moving at the end of it uh, any longer. But it's definitely sad in all accounts. Yeah, it's uh, another example of just seeing I don't know. It just it's it's crazy seeing that stuff because it's like how much of this guy is a threat if he's just a lift passenger and all this because of a license. And I kind of agree with the guy. Like, why do you need to see a license of somebody not driving in a lift? Like, mm -hmm. 
I don't like giving out my ID to anybody. Like, and when cops ask for it, you know, maybe I would give it up, but I would certainly ask why. Like, Especially if you're no a passenger. Especially yeah. you're a passenger. If I'm completely uninvolved in the situation, like, there's no reason. Like, I guess you have to kind of figure out the facts if you're the cops, but, like, what are we talking about here? This is an easy stop, lift passenger, busted taillight, like, this isn't a, a big crime going on and it's not like there's anything to suspect. And then you just see a guy fainting on the ground. Like, it just seems like, how do you get from zero to a hundred like that? Sorry. Yeah. Um, again, it's, 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 it's sad. But Sid, what was your thoughts? I don't mean to cut you off. Uh, I want to wait till all the facts come out, but I'm just going to comment what I saw in the video. First of all, it was just disturbing all parts of the hearing the audio and see, seeing the visual. But like Ryan said, it, it, it looks like the officer is trying to take the law into their own hands. He had to ask the passenger for a license, and that's what ends up happening. You got to be kidding me. Seriously. You, you got to be kidding me. And it, it, like it's all, all over a busted uh, taillight. Like, like um, I think Ryan said, it's got to be something more to this. You have to do that for a busted taillight. That just doesn't make any sense to me. I can understand if uh, the passenger was running away or something like that. Yeah, we get it. But you pulled him out of the car. You damn near ended his life uh, just because he didn't refuse to give you a license. Now, he has the right to question why you ask him, him for his license, even though he was not the driver. But it has to come to this. Something, something's just not adding up. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know, but just something's just not adding up. I'll say this: now, if the, if I agree with you, Sid. Something doesn't seem like it's adding up. But let's just go off of what we we know so far. And you're still right. Let's let's wait because you can get some more information, and and it don't, officers aren't in a, such a bad light uh, when some other information may uh, come out. Uh, one thing though, I thought about was um, the power. Like some, when people have power. And you just—they feel like you're supposed to listen to everything they say. Once you show them that I'm not listening to everything they say, some, mm-hmm. their first reaction is to attack mm-hmm. you because how dare you establish power? Yeah, I have the yeah. power. You—you're you, supposed to follow my instructions all the damn time. And it's like, no, you work for me. All right, if I'm not breaking the law or there's not something crazy going on, and you need to try to redirect me to go in a different direct direction, you need to leave me alone. Especially if I have nothing to do with this traffic stop. Right. Like I have nothing to do with traffic stop. But because I'm, I'm a young black male or just anybody that you feel should should listen to you because you're the long hand of the law and I don't obey you. You know, something about he's a grown ass man. He's supposed to obey. I don't obey you. Now you got to rough me up somewhat. On a lighter note, if I'm ever in a situation like that with the cops and the young lady says to him, I'm, I'm going to call your mama. That is not the first person I want you to call. All right, yeah, <laughs> Benjamin Crump. I need you to come go get wake up, job, go uh, dig up Johnny Cochran. Yeah, where's you, Atticus Finch? Right, dude. I need you. <laughs> I, I need you to listen. Get the bloods and the, the, the folks. I need you to call some other people in this type of situation. Right. My mom is not the first person I need to be called in this type of situation. I want to say this crazy thing. I want to say call some more police. Hopefully he'll tell you. Please don't. My mama is not. That's that is. So I'll take nine one one over mama right, right now. Right, I'm getting my ass handed to me. Don't. My mama ain't gonna be able to do nothing right now. All right, please, please. One thing you did put in here, Ryan, is uh, the Fresh Prince reunion. 
uh, celebrating the, the 30 years since the debut of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I used to always do that when he used to walk to the house. I used to get up and do that, too. Uh, uh, I would, so too, I, to be honest. I, I really enjoyed <laughs> I really enjoyed the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. One of my favorite par- par- people in there was uh, Janet Herbert, the first Anviv, Dark Skin Anviv. Uh, I, I felt like it was never the same without Dark Skin Anviv. It seemed like it seemed like the house wasn't kept to the same standards with light skin. <laughs> <laughs> she definitely seemed like more of a character than the replacement. Yeah, yeah. It. So, uh, and I mean, of course, uh, with... Um, was it Daphne Maxwell Reed? And I mean, I loved her husband. Uh, Uncle Phil? No, no, no. Daphne Maxwell Reed's husband um, used to have that show on CBS. Who was Daphne Maxwell Reed's husband? Uh, Sid? Isn't it Tim Reed? Yeah, Tim Reed. I used to no, okay, yeah. That, that bar show, whatever. He had like a bar or something on CBS. Like, I, I had an affinity for Tim. Tim Reed seemed like he was a good brother. So I liked mm-hmm. him because that was his wife. Because she used to be on that show too, I think. She used to work in the bar, I believe. Uh, so I I, I, gave, I let her slide because Tim Reed and because she seemed like she was a nice lady. She seems like she is a nice lady. I would assume. Uh, so, but still, it wasn't the same as what Aunt Viv gave to that show. So, mm-hmm. real quick, let's go to uh, the real because they had uh, Janet Hubbard on there. She you know she she's gonna come give her full heartedness as far as how she felt what took place. And why she was uh, let go or removed from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air so many years ago. Well, I guess 27 years ago. When you first left yes. the Fresh Prince, yes. um, what happened? That's what we all really want to know. What is your I thought? know, because you know what? You guys have been discussed. It's been discussed for 25 years. It's insane. Um, Janet Hubert was never difficult on that set. Janet Hubert was so professional. It wasn't even funny. I think Will simply needed to win. And I think sometimes when you get caught up in a lie and those things never happened. She never left the set. I never left the set. We got along great. I think he was young and he was inexperienced. And I think he simply had to win. And sometimes when you get caught up in a lie, and I went back to them in 2009 and I said, please, I need you to clear my name. You talked to him directly? I spoke to JL or when my dad died and my brother died and I begged them. I said, I have a family. I need you to tell the world that this stuff didn't happen. And I was waiting and in my heart thinking somebody will come to me one day and help me. But they didn't. Mm. Because I've been trained as a young woman as when I was a young woman, you always have your dignity and you don't just go, you know? But I realized that that redemption was not going to come unless I did it myself. Mm. You know, yeah, that's a big home. Yeah, I don't, you know, I'm really tired of, um, (laughs) let me put my biases out here. Um, I'm really tired of people coming for Will Smith. (laughs) 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 You know, know, if only the audience could see our text chain. Right, wow. exactly, right? <laughs> I'm really tired of the disrespect, young Tony. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> I'm tired of the, dis- the Will Smith slam. <laughs> uh, but no, listen, if uh, Will Smith was, was being a, a young, uh, impulsive star and did that lady dirty, uh, he should come out and say that. You know what I'm saying? That's not fair. Clearly, it affected her career because she was she's a really good actress. Like, she, she seemed like she was, a, I mean, watching her, and of course, you, you saw her in stuff before The Fresh Prince, she always came off as a classically trained actress. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
She just wasn't someone that acted. She seemed like someone that was like on Broadway and, you know, like, like when she said. Yeah, she, she has a presence. And I feel yeah, like that it, was the difference between the next. Right. On great, point, great point. Great point. She, she has, she definitely has a presence, you know what I'm saying? And I, and I felt, I like that presence when you're talking about raising a, 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 a wayward young man that had to move in with you, mm-hmm. just your sister's son to move in with you. And, you know what I'm saying, dealing with his dad not being there and trying to be accepted and also trying to acclimate into this, this higher social class. You know, I like that presence uh, at, at, at during, that she had during the show. But, yeah, if Will Smith, and again, I, I rep Will Smith, but if he did this lady dirty, he should, I hope he comes out during this reunion that's on uh, HBO Max uh, and comes out and basically – Well, she, Janet will be there. Yeah, so. I mean, we saw they had a car, but she's not in the picture with the whole cast. See, they got that picture with the whole cast there, except Uncle Phil fast. And then they got the picture they show with her and Will talking in like some stands or something. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She's there, but she still ain't there. I don't think they let her back into the house. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if she's in the house. Like that's the thing. Like she it's like you gotta stay outside. You can't can't come in. Only one Ambiv in here. So we'll, we'll, maybe that's why they only had the picture with the one. They're like, all right, we can't have two options. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. Too much. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, definitely- Are you looking forward to that reunion of the Fresh Prince? Um, I guess. I mean, since it's, it's. I mean, it's one of these what reality reunions or whatever. And I forget. Well, okay. Let me ask this. Uh-huh. Let's say you know, because I'm not big into the reunion stuff personally. I'm with, I'm with you. There's some stuff though that I really like, and I would be potentially interested in a reunion. Is Fresh Prince? Is that one of the tops of reunions that you'd care about, or is it just kind of whatever? I would think it's, it was. It's, it could be one of the tops because that was like that was <laughs> that was central to my life on a Monday. You know that, and then you gotta follow that with some blossom. I don't. We know, hey, blossom. Hey, bro, six. Yes. Six. <laughs> you, I know you was young, you know. See, you on yeah, blossom six though. <laughs> six, six was like Topanga before Topanga was Topanga. Yes. Oh, you yes, know. indeed. And listen, you know the the white lover down here. You know he's <laughs> six dog six. Dude, right, six. We're having connection issues with Sipney. We, we were, uh, no, yeah, we, we in the hood, in the hood, we we bopped with Blossom. All right, we we watched us in Blossom. Bars. Whoa, yeah, we watched, uh, we watched a little bit of Blossom, uh, back in the days, but yeah, and, and particularly because six was on there, and that was like, one of the first times we seen little thick white girls running around when we was, uh, we were young, and we were, she's older than us thinking about it. So yeah, definitely we were we were into it to say the least. We also have football taking place again. Uh, we had our first game. Uh, we were on uh, the varsity show with Kyle Thursday night, mm-hmm. and I and Champ uh, Joseph Tankley. The Kyle was picking in. He backtracked. Kyle was talking about the, the Texas winning the division. I was like, "What is he talking about?" Right? Like, <laughs> you are not letting that man defend himself right now. Nah, man. Come on now. Nah, dude. You, you know he's – I don't know if you – because you you dipped out. You didn't even say bye. You broke out, Ryan. You, oh, my phone. It died. It's like, football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I gave you a, a half a quarter. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Okay. I should have clicked right at kickoff. Okay, Ryan. But uh, one thing that we did also notice during this game was the fact that while the two teams were showing solidarity, the Kansas, few Kansas City fans were allowed 
into the Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, they weren't feeling it necessarily. Um, you know, one thing I'll say this. The first time I heard it, I felt like I heard more booze, and now from now this is news. I felt like I heard more booze. I heard more scream. I heard. I thought I heard more cheering in that one. Um, even though, I mean, it's sad to say, and it's, and it's especially when you watch the first take. Uh, um, Ryan Clark was really uh, poignant in what he had to say about that, and the fact that you know, if it was breast cancer, uh, um, or if it was about uh, people coming back from from serving in the army, there was no doubt that people wouldn't boo them whatsoever. But when it's about uh, black people not want to get beat up uh, by cops or killed by cops, these people are tone deaf. But yet, as soon as we get through booing, let's watch these blacks play this football. <laughs> right? Like, as soon as you get through that, like, oh, boy. I, listen, I hate, I hate the fact that they want equal rights, but I love how them monkeys run. Right? I mean, that's basically what they're saying. I hate to say it, I, but that's basically, oh, or now throw the ball. You know what I'm saying? With these two quarterbacks, they were right there, uh, locked arms right there with Andy Reid. Uh, I, I love you for your sports and entertainment, but when you talk about you want to be treated fairly, I'm, I don't want to hear none of that bullshit. It's basically what those people are saying. And these people, um, and again, I don't know, some of them may be atheists, which doesn't matter. You should still be a good person. Uh, but these people are spiritual people, quote, unquote, but you follow no rules of the Bible, mm-hmm. however, as far as what you're supposed to do with your common man or be a good Samaritan. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're choosy. You're a choosy lover with being a good Samaritan to say the least. But what was your thoughts, Sid? Uh, when I first uh, saw it, uh, I heard about it on social media. You was, was born too? You, you was born too, Sid? Sid? No, it was not. He just he said something. He was lifting something at work. He was like, wait. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, Sid. <laughs> Ratchet Davis, what <laughs> once again. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sid. Yeah, I apologize. But, uh, I read about it on social media. Then when I got home, I saw uh, I saw the film, and I, uh, I, I tweeted it out to a couple of our colleagues and friends of the show. I was just shaking my head. I know technically those people have the right to express their opinions, but like, like you said, Ken, uh, if you're not for equality or just people being treated fairly, not just not just based on ethnicity, or just based on who you are, and if you are against that, just, something's wrong with you. I, I just found it just in disbelief. Uh, that, that's all I had to say about that. Real quick, Ryan. The crazy thing is, this isn't like we're kneeling either, right? I know. Exactly. Right? No this disrespect isn't, here. Right? This isn't, it wasn't during the anthem. They're holding arms and you were just like, no! You're right. Go ahead, Ryan. Don't touch my J.J. Watt. I, like... It fascinates me with air quotes. Like, you know, fascinate can be like a negative thing. Like you, something fascinates you, but you don't really like mm. want to spend time thinking about it. Like that disconnect that you pointed out, Ken, like you hate black people, but you love your black athletes when they're playing the game and in uniform. Like, I just, I don't get that. I feel like that has to be so taught. Like as a kid, when you're watching a player, how can you possibly be like, man, why can't he be white? Or like, ah, oh, I love this guy, but man, Sorry. if I see him in public, I'm going to be like, screw you. You're right. Can't stand your black ass. Yeah. Want of fairness. How dare you? I mean, right. I mean, the thing is this too, 
like historically, this like this isn't subjective. All right, for 300 years, we were in bondage. For 100 years, you make sure we're not equal. And we're still getting our asses kicked in traffic stops, right? And you, you don't understand. I'm not, we're not even speaking of reparations. We're just talking about being, being treated fairly for the people that we pay taxes with our tax dollars uh, pay to protect us. That's, that's what we're talking about. And you can't hear that. But if this was going on in your neighborhood, let's not act like um, there's not occasionally traffic stops where uh, white people, and we see it, white people feel uh, uh, disrespected and they just totally eviscerate the, the cop that's doing it. Yeah, you, you feel- And I've seen it firsthand. I'm sure you have. I'm sure it's been you, okay? And I've never seen, no, it hasn't been me, but I've okay. seen people do that. And I've never seen anybody faint before on the ground. Right, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I have, I've definitely uh, had some heated traffic stops um, a few times, right? Just a few times I had some very heated traffic stops because I felt disrespected and I wasn't having it. You know what I'm saying? Now, maybe I was, uh, I should have, I should have been careful. You know what I'm saying? There were times also I was very careful, you know what I'm saying? But, um, there's also sometimes I remember this one time and it was like a summer where, um, uh, my brother had been with me. Um, and I had, I had, uh, I don't even know where he was with me, but I had got into it with a cop. And I remember one day, we're, we're a block away from the house. I think I went through a stop sign, right? Well, I didn't, it was a stop and go. And the dicks, the detectives pulled us over. And we had like groceries or something in the car. And my brother is popping. Now I'm like, yes, I'm like, I'm cool officer. One, I did wrong. I know I, I, did, I did a stop and go, basically. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He rolled it. Yeah, so I'm, I'm in the wrong. So I'm, <laughs> I'm in accordance with what the officers are saying. They just, they really trying to look and see if we're a threat in this area. They weren't really, but they're detectives, all right? These are cowboys or whatever, as we call them in, in the hood. And my brother is popping off. And, I'm, and I had to, at one point, the cop is like, you know, tell me. And I had to, I said, you shut the fuck up. These are the dicks and they're about to let us go. What the fuck are you doing? Like, there's no reason for you to be doing this right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, just shut the, just really, just shut the fuck up. You know, and then they let us go. You know what I'm saying? And again, I was in the wrong, but they were looking for like drugs and criminals. You know what I'm saying? Like once they saw that there was nothing, and I mean, we didn't, they didn't like, I didn't let them search my car, but you know, they flashed in the backseat and shit. Once they saw we weren't up on nothing, they let us, I mean, I've had, again, I'm not trying to, this does by no means make some, what we see with George Floyd and uh, all these, 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 these interactions with cops uh, killing people. I'm not trying to make light of it. I've had a lot of times where I couldn't got in a lot of trouble and cops, black and white, let my ass go. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so. Yeah, I've heard a few of those tales. Yeah, I've had a few. I've had <laughs> a few where my, I could have a spotty ass record. You know what I'm saying? Now, maybe it was, at worst. Yeah. When I was a juvenile. So maybe it would have been expunged. I could have gotten expunged at one point. But yeah, I could have had a couple of things on there where they could have took my ass in. And I mean, you don't know. You, you see how that can just alter your life. I mean, I have been taken in, but I mean, like, really. In, in, yeah. Yeah, like, really, really locked up, you know. Not like the drunk tank, like, we're going to no, let you yeah, in a couple exactly, minutes. Exactly, exactly. Like, like, so, that, that. Hold that, on to your bags. It'll just be a moment, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Still going on with some of the worst things that are going on right now. At least eight people in Oregon, California, and Washington are dead as a result of the devastating wildfires. Uh, 35 fires active in more than 954 thousand acres burned in Oregon and um, I'm gonna let this play and I'm gonna add something to this story 
stories emerging are just awful. The father racing through flames to get to members of his own family. His 12-year-old son and the boy's grandmother were later discovered. They did not survive. And tonight, the harrowing new images coming in. Look at this. This is a home near Oregon City, Oregon. And keep in mind, this image was captured in the middle of the day. Thousands have been forced from their homes there, entire neighborhoods destroyed tonight. In California, they are setting records, more than three million acres now burned. And from Washington state, the story of a toddler who did not survive, and the governor of Oregon late today with a warning saying, quote, this will not be a one-time event. Unfortunately, we are feeling the acute impacts of climate change. Here's our chief national correspondent, Matt Guppen, on the fire lines again tonight. Um, so I woke up this morning and uh, turned on CNN after being up for a while. I don't know if it's Frederica Whitfield, uh, I believe. She has a weekend show. And she had the, uh, the great aunt of that young man that they said that they uh, found in there is talking about the father. She told, Frederica asked her, could she tell, the, tell them the details of what took place? And the lady said, yes, I can. She said that, um, forget the young man. I don't, don't want to mess his name up. I knew it earlier when I told after the story. Uh, and I apologize for not remembering his name. She said that the young man, um, his mother woke up and realized the fire was surrounding the house. She got her mother in the car. Her mother broke her leg last week, supposed to have surgery. So the mother couldn't really move. Uh, she got the boy in the car and she realized they weren't gonna be able to make it out in the car. She told the boy to take the dog and run, right? So I, I, we don't know what happened with the mother from this point, but I think maybe the mother may have ran too. Um, the boy goes back to save his grandmother. Now, on the news this morning, they say he was 13. Um, he goes back to save his grandmother and tries to drive the car, and the wheels basically melt. And that's mm. where, that, that was where you know, they were at. When they found them, um, the dog was in the boy's lap. Um, but this the thing was the father uh, tried to find a way around the, 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 the blockade, and he did find a way. Said he drove past, saw a man that was out there. Uh, I guess he tried to assist the man. Uh, the man, I don't know if he touched the man's hand, but the skin came off the man's hands. He kept driving. He saw a woman. They said, the auntie said that it looked like she was in a bikini. The father got out, tried to help the woman. Initially, the woman was fighting against He felt the woman was fighting against him. Got the woman in the car. Now, I believe the auntie said her, her feet were burned to the bone and her mouth was black, right? Got the woman in the car and told the woman, listen, I got to keep going towards the fire because I got to save my, my son, my wife and my son. Now, the lady either scribbled or whispered to him, I'm your wife. That's how unrecognizable that lady was to her husband. They wow. didn't know that that was his wife he put in the car with him. So just think about like that. That's dramatic right there. When I, when I heard yeah. that. I was blown away because, I mean, you kind of know the clothes your significant other wears, you know, even if it's bikinis, underwear, whatever. You kind of like, that's, that's, that's so-and-so's, you know, those so-and-so's panties or whatever. And he, he, it, this woman was so unrecognizable that her, his, her husband did not know he had just put his wife in the car with him. And she's alive right now. She's going to go through a lot. Uh, there's a GoFundMe um, that they put out. Um, but yeah, this, that, that story, it kind of shocked, it's really rocking me this morning. 13 year old boy, heroically going back to save Granny. And um, man, that's a bad one, man. So for that family, 
for all those families out there, man, I'm, I'm all blessings and energy towards you, man. And I mean, I hate to say this, and I'm not saying it in a facetious manner. I've always wanted to live in California. Um, mm-hmm. That's always been one of my plans. The reason I when, reason I did not move to California really was because my father died, and I had to take care of my grandmother, and my great aunt. And the funny thing, me and after first we started talking, we both wanted to after school move to California. And now it's like, why? And I mean, I, I would have been in LA, and usually this doesn't happen. But it's just like, I mean, I wasn't going to be afraid of earthquakes like that. But when you're talking about, and one key thing they talk about that governor, climate change, and we know it's never, it's still going to be dry, dry, dry uh, trees and and kindly around because it's not enough uh, uh, rain. Uh, on the West Coast like that. And you're going to still have these instances. And this started, of course, we haven't seen the video, but from a gender reveal, some pyrotechnic and a gender reveal caught flame uh, at some party that some people were having. And it caused all this destruction, man, and, and, and death. And it's just, it's messed up, man. Yeah, yeah, that, because they started one of the fires. And I think the fires are converging. So there's multiple going on, but... Yeah, it's just getting worse and worse every year for California. I mean, they're just breaking records year by year. And it's been, un, like, unusually, insanely hot. And then you hear these terrible stories. Like, that does blow my mind, what you just said. Uh, I did hear that also that story of that family. Like, they were, I believe, in Washington. I think you hear it in that report. where the young baby? Yeah. What? Where uh, they were... Basically, uh, I don't know where exactly they were at. They were out by like some kind of river or lake and the fires just rolled on in. Like, I mean, they just come like, like lightning, basically. Like they just start ravaging and you only have matter of moments to kind of figure out an exit and get the hell out of there. So their matter of moments was like, let's get down to the water. And they somehow got there. Like they showed a picture of the truck. It was just completely melted. And they survived. The baby did not survive, though. They're both, like, in intensive care because of all the, the burns that they received from it. But uh, basically, they were able to just survive just because they got down to the water. That was it. I was thinking when you said that they was by a river, I was like, man, I would get to the water. You got to think, burns and all that smoke that baby had to inhale? Like, a one-year-old? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and listen, that's not being um, – that's not being irresponsible. That's that. Listen, that is social distancing. It's just you, you, your woman, and your baby, and you want to get out and go camping or whatever, go hiking, and then, like you said, Ryan, it's just it's on you like that, and that's terrible, man. Like, I, I mean, the officials in Oregon they are preparing for what they're calling a mass fatality incident. So this thing is like basically, I think they're hitting the point where containment ain't a thing. Like, that's kind of over with. Now it's, like, everybody just has to get out. Like, just go. It sucks, but you just got to go. Like, don't even play around with this thing, you know, because the problem, maybe even worse than a tornado, it's like you almost have more time with a tornado to do something or an earthquake. Like, these fires, it's like once you're trapped, that's it. I mean, then the the flames, the heat, the smoke, like you said, I mean – everything just is working against you and you're just matter of moments or you got to like get lucky as all hell. So just get out now. Just get out. 